Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, helicopter accidents, troubles represented in surreal allegories, giant babies, emo artists, pocket guardian angels, and rotting flesh. Listener discretion is advised. Episode of the Spark and Manga Review, the podcast providing information and views about manga. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode, but more importantly than that, more importantly than that, this is episode 150, and it's being released one day early, as opposed to Wednesdays, on Tuesday, the 15th of May. And why is this an important day for Spark and Manga Review and Spark and Movie Review and all the other podcasts we have at www.spark.com? It is our four-year anniversary. Four fucking years since I started this podcast with Mason and all the crazy shit that's gone on. Can you believe it? Holy shit. Four years of just rants and raves and reviews and crazy shit that's gone on and many tangents that Baz has, has given us. But I digress a little bit. And if you want to listen to any of the four years worth of podcasts, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at zanatspirekin.com or you can email us at we're also on Twitter under Spirekin, Facebook under Spirekin, and we're on Xbox Live under Zan Space Spirekin, and that's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. Now, I could go on and on about all the different things that are going on that we've done in the last couple of years, but as I've said, we're trying to get right into it. So let's get on, let's start this podcast off right, and get into right what we were talking about. Because if you remember from the last episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, episode 154, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel, Wheel of, manga. of Manga. And it dictated to be reviewing a manga which, surprising, was written by something we reviewed before. If you remember way back in episode 139, A Butterfly Flying in Shame, I reviewed a manga called No Longer Human. And it was written by a guy named Usamaru Furuya. And for those of you who said that that episode was done poorly and I sound like a robot, there's a reason why. I did that intentionally because the main character was so desensitized from reality. Check it out. It's actually a really cool episode, 139. But I digress. But this is a manga which is written also by that same guy, Usamaru Furuya, who's done a lot of stuff. He's also a former doujinshi artist. And he's got a very realistic and crazy style. It's similar to the guy who does Mysterious Girlfriend X, where there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. It looks very dreamlike and surreal. And that works for this manga because it is its own little dreamlike drama, school life, character study. It's its own little genre. You could say it's shoujo or senin. I don't know. I would say it's a senin-ish shoujo. But again, digress. It was published over here by Viz Media. 
or Suisha if you want to be legitimate. And there's only three volumes of it, which is pretty good. Only three volumes of this manga, so it's really easy to read. It's all out. It came out 2009 to 2010. And now, what is this manga I'm talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only hallucinatory Picasso, or as we know it over here, Genkaku Picasso. Yes, Genkaku Picasso, a weird-ass manga, which is bizarre and strange, but surprisingly compelling and very just engaging. Now, since I don't want to spend 40 minutes talking about every little nuance of the manga, let's get right down to it. This manga is about a kid named Hikari Hamura. He's kind of an outcast. He's intelligent. He's 16 years old. And he's an amazing artist. He loves following the artists like Rembrandt, Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo. He loves the classic artists. But because of one day when he was doodling, he wrote his name wrong, everyone saw him as Hikasa. So they call him Picasso. Even though that he has nothing to do with the surrealist, he's more of a romantic arc. But again, I digress. And so they call him Picasso, and they constantly want him to draw for them. And he just wants to be left alone and draw his own stuff. Like, he draws figures, and he draws figure forms, and human body, and things like that. And people think he's bizarre because he does that. One time he buys a book on figure drawing, which shows nude models. And he's just doing it just to actually draw the human form. And one of his classmates sees this, and they say, Oh my god, you pervert! Let me check that out! It's like, no, 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 I just want to fight a figure. Sure, you just don't want to look at the form. I understand. You want to look at those titties, don't you? No, I just want to draw the sign. Leave me alone, you stupid plebeians. And so he's very isolated, and he hates most of the class. The only person he gets along with is this girl named Chiaki Yamamoto. And she is really popular and really outgoing, and she is determined to become this guy's best friend and do what wants to bring him out into the world. It comes to the point where all he wants to do after school is he wants to go to the riverside and draw the river and the sunset. And so she constantly is following him and says, hey, we're the river club. And she's slowly getting him out there, but he just draws. And she says, one day I want you to draw for other people, not just for yourself. Like, I'll never do that. I'm just happy to draw myself. However, there's a small problem. As they're talking and debating, a helicopter decides to crash right on top of them. Yeah, it's just horrific. A helicopter crashes, a huge accident. Camera crews show up, and they say, there was a horrible accident on the bayside where a helicopter's gears malfunctioned and crashed. Unfortunately, there were two students involved. Now, one student, Chiaki Yamamoto, age 15, was killed on impact. However, there was another student involved who he survived, but he's in critical condition. Now, how fucked up is that? There's a horrible accident, and no one remembers who the fuck you are, but they remember the person who died. That's really fucked, but more importantly than that, the fact is that Hikari's best friend just died, and he is completely shell-shocked by this. He, because he, at first you think he's taking her for granted, he doesn't give a shit. But the fact is that he really does care about her, and losing her kind of makes him go crazy. And four months later, he's still moping about it and drawing about it. And one day he goes in his pocket, in the middle of class, to reach for a pencil, and he pulls out Chiaki. And he's like, what the fuck? And they're looking like, what the hell is he doing? It turns out that Chiaki kind of survived. When the incident hit, they both died. When the helicopter crashed, they both died. And Chiaki prayed to the gods that look, I don't want to survive, but let my friend survive. He can do so much for this world. And she humbly prayed for him to do good in this world. So he's living on borrowed time. The gods have determined that he is going to live and do stuff to help out humanity by helping other people solve their problems. And in order to keep him in line, pretty much Chiaki has become his mini-winged Jiminy Cricket. 
to push him along when he needs to go. It's this weird symbiotic relationship they now have. And you're thinking, wait a minute, how is he supposed to do that? He's an artist. Well, he's going to draw their problems on a picture, and then he goes into it. It's a whole complicated thing. But there's also a clock going on, because if he doesn't help people, he starts to rot specifically in his arm. So when Chiaki says, you have to do this, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. She pulls down his sleeve, and he sees that his arm is rotting away, and it smells horrible. So he realizes, oh, God, i got to fix this somehow. So he looks at different students and sees that they're glowing with a dark aura, and he just unconsciously draws images that are very surreal and bizarre, and then he has to figure out how that works with their problems and how can he fix it. I mean, the first person he deals with is this guy named Cho. His problem is that he has a father who doesn't want to give him money because he's overbearing, his mother died, and his image is this giant wall of money with a merry-go-round in the corner, and there's a giant towering man holding a bag of what looks like money that's his father, and there's a bird over it. And as they go in, it's determined that he's resentful towards his father because his father started losing money, and he can't send his son to college, and his son wants to go to college, he has to work for it. And at the end of it, Sho ends up becoming Hikari's friend. And Hikari actually has a friend now, which he's confused by, but this guy's his friend. And then next you have a girl named Akane Chan who's a model. She's in the school, but she does model shoots. And her image that he draws is a baby and a bunny that's bleeding. And when he goes in, the whole thing is that she had a pet bunny when she was a baby, and she thinks she killed the bunny, and it wasn't that. It was something with bad vegetables. But it goes case by case. And as he helps people, he starts growing as a person. But more importantly, that more people join him and become his friend. He gets more and more friends over time. So it's a really fascinating story, and it's drawn really well. The pictures are amazing. I mean, I can't even describe because how great they are. I mean, some of them are very surreal and dark. Like there's one where there's this woman on top of a, a glass throne, and there's balloons everywhere, and it just looks so fragile but amazing. The detail that Furuya puts in this, I don't know if he's on meth or crack as he draws this to get these images, but they're amazing. If he wasn't a mangaka, he would be a straight-up surrealist, or he would be just a deconstructionist because of the way he draws. It's fucking amazing. I can't even describe it. But, again, I digress. The story is engaging, and it's a little different because I love the fact that the ticking clock is he's dying. If he doesn't help people, he dies. Now, is there an overarching story? Uh, sort of, but not really. It's just him helping people, and then at the end, the last person he has to help is himself. But he goes through, and... Pretty engaging, only three volumes, which is nice. Got a great story, great art. And it's released over here, so you can legitimately buy it. So, with that in mind, let me give you my review for this manga. Genkaku Takasa. Now, it's got great art, great story, and it's something that I would recommend anyone who really enjoys a different story than what's average to check out. I, after thinking about it, I have to give this our highest rating, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't Read this manga now. Your brain will freeze. Your eyes will soap. Your soul will be forfeit to the great Zilma Gustar. Wahahaha. Hail El Palazzo. It's really that good. It's a different story that's engaging and it's different. And the whole series is out. You can buy it for 30 bucks, and it's worth checking out. I know I recommend a lot of This is one I would recommend. It's a great artistic story. And if you want something a little bit different than the typical shonen action story or the straight up shoujo romance, this is about a guy who's trying to better himself, and I like the fact that he is trying to better himself, and he does work at it. Now, with that in mind, remember you can check us out at www You can email me at zan at Also, I have an Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash where you can buy any of our old mangas that we reviewed or 
all the money goes to the podcast so that actually I can fund this and actually buy new equipment. So if you want to put a little thing in the tip jar, you can actually check out our link to see what we're selling and actually maybe buy something or better yet, leave us a comment on the website or on iTunes. It's worth it. Just let us know what you think about this podcast. If you like it, if you don't, if you want to keep us going, buy some stuff. I mean, they're all really good manga or anime or video games or comic books. I'm selling a lot of stuff just to keep this podcast afloat. So check it out. If you, It's all going right back into the podcast. So I guess that's it. So with that in mind, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. When our number lands, those are reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 156. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and the list is pretty cool. We've got a lot of shoujo, we got some senin, and we have one really bizarre series about talking poop. But, again, I digress. So let's spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and see what we're going to review in the next episode. Number 10. So, in the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga by Shoin Magazine Monthly and written by Meikano Takeshi. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Animal Sense, or AS. Um, if I remember, it's kind of interesting, but you'll have to wait for the next episode to hear the review. So, I guess with that in mind, I'm your host, Zan, from Sparkin Manga Review. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'm Gonsville. Catch you next time. See you later.